Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. We're still on our Cybersecurity Awareness Month theme, and this week we're going to be talking about patching strategies. So today I have Jerry Gamblin from Kenneth back on the show. Thanks for coming on, Jerry. Thanks for having me. I love doing this with you guys. Yeah, like I said, we're we're continuing our basics theme for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Today we're going to be talking about the best software patching strategies. So I, I think for the average user, which is like kind of the audience we're, we're looking at this month, uh, the average user mostly probably has a lot of like automatic updates on, you know, for stuff like their web browser, their operating system, and that kind of stuff. And so what I wanted to talk about today is how to be more intentional about patching your software and hardware. So for starters, I just kind of want to talk about what you feel like the general approach and advice for patching should be to like the quote unquote average person. Is it pretty much just like patch, patch, patch again, all as soon as possible? Or is it a little bit more nuanced than that? It's a little bit more nuanced to that. You covered at the beginning pretty clear that the major operating systems and browsers have become self-patching. So so they're normally up to date unless you go through a bunch of hoops to turn it off. The average user and the average corporation or small business or whatever aren't that much different. And so being able to patch correctly, you need to be able to know what you have. And a lot of that starts with having some kind of database of list or everything on your network that you need to patch and that you should keep up with. So it, it's the same basics, right? You got to know what you have to know what you need to patch because quite often something that you miss that ends up being what ends up causing your breach or your, your ransomware attack. And something that relates to patching are supply chain attacks, because in some of these cases, attackers are deploying what seem like legitimate updates for legitimate software that's on your computer but they're actually backdoored with malware somehow. And so like some of the big ones that we've seen just in the past handful of years uh, that people might have heard offhand is just like SolarWinds, uh, Kaseya are both ones that, that Talos has written about. And I'm wondering if you've heard any pushback from, from people who might be more hesitant to patch than usual because of these supply chain attacks. Like Move It was another one that happened this year that was like a, a big deal and ended up affecting like every Fortune 500 company, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know anybody who uses the supply chain attack to not patch, but I've worked in enough corporations, enough government to understand that when you get a system set up that's complicated and it works, you don't want to touch it. So patching it might break it. So when you're talking about Move It, which is designed to move hundreds of thousands of terabytes of data around daily and, and probably keeps your business running, just the admin is, is you know, oh, I don't want to touch it. It works. I don't know what's going to happen if I, if I patch it because in all likelihood, they don't have a good way to test it. They don't have a test environment where they can go and run those patches to see. So that's a lot of the reason that, that you see people get patch hesitancy. So something you shared with me on, on WebEx while we were talking ahead of this episode are some key findings from Kenna, the, the Scientia Institute's Prioritization to Prediction Report. Uh, and I'll be linking to that in the show notes so people can look at the whole thing if they want to. In, in that report, uh, it states that on average, it takes organizations about a month to mitigate only 25% of vulnerabilities on their environment. And I, I'm just kind of curious, like, what are some factors that lead to such a, a lag or delay there because like the study also found that 25% of vulnerabilities survive for more than a year on a person's network 
So like, how do those just straight up go unpatched? Because they're hard. Um, <laughs> you can look at that, at those numbers like, like this 25% gets patched in the first month. That's auto patching 100%. That's your Chrome, that's your windows 10, et cetera. And then you get out to, to 90 days and another 25% chunk gets patched. Um, just looking through the data, that's normally your normal patch cycles. That's probably when they patch their servers, you know, push out some desktop patches. And then about six months, you get an another 25%. And from there, you just kind of hold on. And that last 25% ends up being like credit card debt, right? You never get to it. It just keeps piling up. And that's how you go from the number where, where you have that 25%, but you're only patching 12% of the vulnerabilities on your network every month. It's really because we're in a situation where we patch the easy stuff and the hard stuff. It's easier and, and less cringe inducing to, to just let it go and hope that nothing happens. So what are some things then that we as a security community could be doing to help with that last 25%? Like, what do, how should we be talking about patching and vulnerability management to encourage people to push through through that last 25%? Because sometimes, like, the random patch that you didn't include in, I don't know, Adobe Acrobat Reader from two years ago or whatever could be the thing that, that sets off a whole chain reaction. Yeah, it's, it's really, you have to know what's on your network. That's what Cisco Vulnerability Management does so great, is it, it lists all the software hardware on your network. It tells you what's most likely to be exploited. And then you can just work backwards, right? You can say, okay, we know that this version of Java is, is really bad, has a bunch of exploits for it. But we also understand that, that this is a big deal. And a security team or a patching team might have to work three full weeks on patching Java to get it up to date with all the tests, the backend stuff to do. And, and you got to give grace and be able to say, yeah, we understand this is going to take long. You only knock out one or two CVEs by patching Java. But we understand that that that's the most important. And we'd rather you do that than go and clean up a hundred CVEs that are of low probability to, to be patched. So, so think about impact and not displacement. And the other finding in that report that I thought was interesting is that essentially the number of open versus closed vulnerabilities in a given organization's network, it's almost always equal. So that I would imagine that patching for some admins probably feels like a treadmill where like we're saying, uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm finally, I think I'm finally caught up, but oh no, like five more just got disclosed, five more vols just got disclosed this week. Uh, is that kind of your general takeaway from that data as well? Yep, for sure it is. Um, I, I tried pretty closely how many CBEs are released every day. And, and this year for the first time, it's over 75 new CBEs a day. Um, okay. Not all of them are relevant to everyone, but you know, mm -hmm. when you're trying to to keep up against that tide, it's easy to, to start slipping a little bit. And then you just get the compounding interest effect. And, you know, you miss 10 CVEs a month for a year and you're 120 CVEs down. And not everybody's a brand new startup that's only been around for three years. So, you know, you had 10 years or 15 years of a tech debt to that. And that's how you get up to thousands of CVEs that, that you're behind on patching. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on as always, Jerry. Uh, is there anything else on this topic that I, you know, haven't covered yet or anything else that's on your mind right now that you'd want to share? No, no. I think that this is a great topic and, and it's something that's both hard to, hard to catch up on, but, but, you know, is worth exploring and worth digging into to make sure that you're protecting your network. 
Awesome. Well, thanks as always for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hopefully the next time we talk, it can be about something else, maybe not as uh, doom and gloom. <laughs> that would be great. Thank you so, so much for the time for having me on.